0: Welcome back, loyal listeners, to the Real Japan Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Kenzo. And I am Ferg. And this week we will be bringing you once again interesting news articles from Japan from the past week. And before we jump into those, we will catch up with each of the hosts and see what they've been doing for the past week, and we'll start out with Ferg.
1: Well... So in my past week, I watched the U.S. presidential debate, which oh, is perhaps oh, no. no, don't watch it. <laughs> not so much of a subject for conversation for this particular podcast because we mainly focus on Japan. But it yeah. was entertaining, to say the
0: least. Well, you know, granted, it was. There was a lot of press coverage of it in Japan as well.
1: Yep. Yes, yeah. sir. That's right. And also, I can't believe Trump got coronavirus as well. So it seems like he is well on yeah, the recovery crazy. track as we record this. Yeah, he's, uh well, just like his, his bro, Boris. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. But um, besides that, I also, I'm not sure if this is counts as what I was up to, but I did see this interesting uh, little news tidbit from a while ago. This was actually from 2015 when... Mm. Uh, This font was reported in Japanese media that apparently Japanese people can't read. Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah, I do. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, this electroharmonics font, which looks like a kind of mixture of katakana and kanji script. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And I did, I sort of asked a few Japanese friends, and they did indeed say that they couldn't read it. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, what and, about you do you
0: th- yeah because you, you sent me some some uh, pictures of it and um, yeah it's, it's weird because yeah you know and, and and you could probably relate to this too since you, you know you read and speak both mm-hmm. but it's like if I if I squint at it and like really focus on telling my brain that it's English yeah I can read it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah.
0: It's, it's, a, it's a struggle, though, because my, my brain wants to see it as Japanese.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is interesting, isn't it? hmm Yeah, it's weird. It kind of reminded me, actually, when, I, I, you know, I haven't done so for a few years just because of a lack of time, but I did actually quite use, I liked sort of trying out new fonts and things. It's quite good fun, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. Comic Sans. <laughs> yes sir
1: <laughs> and when I want to be professional I use Times New Roman but oh yes always no you can use hours lose hours online on um, like my favorite site was DaFont and it has just hundreds and hundreds of free fonts and you can use, lose hours you know just trying them all out yeah that's a that's a rabbit hole man fonts <laughs> yes sir but um the designer of this el- electroharmonics font, it's quite interesting. He actually lives in Japan now, although he didn't when he designed the font. Oh, that's which interesting. Which I think was back in the 90s, yeah. He lives yeah. in Nagoya, apparently. Runs his own font company, just a small company. It sounds like it's just him and his wife, more or less. Wow. His name is Ray Larrabee. And it sounds like he's a bit of a well-known figure in the in the font world. Interestingly Hmm. enough, he designed the Grand Theft Auto font. Oh, it's the same guy. It's the same guy. There's a little bit of trivia for you. Apparently, it was based on the Price is Right logo, which I sent you the two logos so you compare. Oh, really? And they are indeed very similar. They they are, yeah. So there's a little bit of an interesting tidbit for you. Yeah, yeah, that's something you could tell your friends. Yes, sir.
0: Like, yeah, you know that Japanese looking font, it's made by the same guy that did Grand Theft Auto. <laughs>
1: yes. Sir. I
0: think only uh a very small subset of the population would be impressed with
1: your trivia knowledge <laughs> on that topic, but <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. People who sort of follow Japanese news care about Japanese trivial news from five years ago and also know about grand theft Auto, <laughs> <laughs> but they're out there they're out there certainly yeah. anyway how was how was your past week uh my past week was
0: uh i went to i went to look at houses mm interesting um not not Because like, in Japan no one buys used houses. Uh, mm. so I went to one of those there um, there are these places and uh, maybe they have them in other countries where they're just a bunch of model homes yeah Yeah, like in a small area there may maybe I don't know 20 different model houses and you can go there and just to see what the different companies are doing and yeah I went to go check that out
1: mm, uh, interesting was,
0: uh, and I think um you know we talk a lot about this podcast a lot on this podcast about how uh the construction quality of Japanese homes are rather shoddy yes yeah, sadly yes um and but i don't know i was pleasantly surprised i guess it seems like modern ones are like they're, they're okay yeah 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 um al- although that being said there was a, there was one ho- house construction company, or whatever you want to call it, a the manufacturer there, that was, um, they they do, it's called Sweden Home, I think. Okay, interesting. And they more or less just import everything from Sweden. Mm, is it and,
1: like a log cabin? or?
0: Well, no, it's just a, a traditional, like just a standard Swedish home. Okay. You know, so mm. just a, a, you know, so a Western style house. Hmm. And yeah, that by, by far was the, um, the most well-constructed one there. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But it also costs like twice as much as all the other options. Yeah. So it just to give you an idea of how much it costs to, you know, mm. and this is separate from, cause obviously you got to buy the land to build it on but the uh the cost to build a house in Japan is around maybe half a million US yeah yeah it was was the, the numbers that they were saying um mm. and obviously you know it depends right um like on on the lower end you can probably get one built for and you know like a decent size like two story maybe i don't know a thousand to fifteen hundred square feet, which it's not that big, but yeah. Um, yeah, on the low end, you can get one built for maybe like three hundred thousand, and then obviously on the high end, if um, yeah, you can go as high, you can go over a million if uh, for the larger ones, yeah. But yeah, just uh, but yeah, the standard Japanese house is probably half a million or a little bit under that you just see around town. Yeah. Plus the land, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean, it helps that you can usually get quite good rates on mortgages in Japan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Most sort of Japanese people who own houses have very long mortgages with very kind of low rates. Yeah, I think the standard
0: one, the most people end up going with is um it's called what is it flat 35 yeah exactly yeah which is so you know it's a 35 year loan mortgage whatever you want to call it and um and you can choose you know variable or fixed interest and all that just like other countries but yeah the interest rates are really low just because that's the way it is over here i think it's like half a percent or Mm. or less
1: so, yeah,
0: hey, at, least, at I mean, least there's
1: that. I mean, that's nice. Yes, of course, that's balanced by the fact that you're losing money on the home, where you probably wouldn't be in other countries. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because in, yeah, in other
0: countries, you buy a home for I don't know. Let's say you buy it for a million, and then you know, if you want to upgrade, you can sell it probably for a profit in most cases. Uh, but over here, you buy a house for a million, and then. Whenever you go around to sell it, you're probably only going to get like half of that because the 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 structure is worthless and you're only you're only able to really get any
1: money for the land that it sits on. Yeah, home ownership in Japan is a very interesting topic, isn't it? And it's perhaps something that, you know, if any related news articles come up in future we could talk about more in depth. I mm. have one thing I've noticed is that Japanese people tend to move a lot less, I think. And I think that is probably connected to home ownership, you know, certainly in the UK. And I would imagine in the US maybe as well, there's this idea of the property ladder that, you know, you kind Mm -hmm. of get on the property ladder when you can. And then, like you said, sort of maybe when you're just married or something, you live in a sort of smallish apartment. Or something and then you kind of maybe upgrade to like a family home and then as your career progresses you maybe upgrade to slightly larger or nicer family home yeah by the time yeah. you retire you're living pretty comfortably and then maybe mm-hmm. you can consider downsizing after that but that's i think that's a standard trajectory in the west with people maybe moving you know three or four times over the course of their yeah yeah i mean i think
0: yeah people just looking at friends too you know mm. yeah they don't live in the same place for longer than 10 years it seems just generally speaking you know
1: yeah whereas in japan you know i've noticed many people have sort of lived their parents still live in the same house that they grew up in is extremely common i think
0: yeah yeah and and it's just yeah it's because of what we were talking about like it's a sunk cost you know it's like you you're not by moving you're going to lose a lot of money yeah so it just kind of forces you to stay put
1: it is very interesting, isn't it? It's an interesting topic, yeah, oh well, you'll have to keep us updated on future home developments yeah, so yeah we'll we'll see how that goes yeah yes sir uh um
0: and just one other thing that happened this past week i i hmm. saw I found a huge spider <laughs> <All right. laughs> this this thing was massive. How big are we talking about it was it was in my room. Oh damn! Um, it was it was probably like its body was probably like just its body was probably as big as like the 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 uh, most extreme joint on my pinky.
1: That's as big as the most. Oh, just like, its body, like, like, like the top joint. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And and then there were legs coming off of that, you know damn, That big meaty boy. Yeah, this guy was huge. <laughs> what did you do with it? And it's like, well, I didn't want to squash him. No, sir. You know, poor guy. He's, he's just trying to make a living. Yeah. So, um, I kind of, I, I got like a stick like, okay. or, like a, or like a pen, you know, and I, I poked him. <laughs> and then, like, I had a, I had my trash can and I Kind of coaxed him into going into the, the bin. Yeah. And then I I took it outside and and dumped him out. Got rid of the little fellow, eh? Yeah. But man, this guy was big. Yeah, you gotta watch out. And I looked it up though. Apparently he was a um uh I guess they're called like trapdoor spiders. Okay. Interesting. Where like they don't make webs really. Oh. Like they they dig holes in the ground. Mm. and then they have a little trap door, and they wait for stuff to walk by, and then they jump out and grab it.
1: Dude, shall I tell you something that will kind of stop you being able to go to sleep for the next week? Oh, Is this, what, that you eat, like, eight spiders during your lifetime or something? Worse than that. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So the risk with spiders, for me, that I'm always scared about, is not being bitten by one or even eating them. It's the risk of a spider climbing inside your ear when you're asleep, and then you can hear it moving around inside. Oh my god! And that does happen to people. It's not, <laughs> and then you need to go to a hospital, and they they t- they can get it out somehow. Wow! <laughs> why why did you have to tell me that? That's oh my Jesus. It's especially scary, I think, when, you know, in Japan, if you sleep on a futon on the floor. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, I guess the moral of the story is to wear earplugs before bed. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Uh,
1: all right. Yeah, well,
0: so with uh, with all that out of the way, I guess we'll move on to a uh, yep. news roundup. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I got one that's uh, mm-hmm. interesting. So hmm. the Tokyo Stock Exchange, this past week, was a shutdown for a day. Oh dear! And this was not a planned shutdown, no, was it? No. It was, apparently, it was because one of their system the, the system is made by Fujitsu, which I didn't even know they were still around. To be honest, was, uh, I don't think they even make. I don't even think they really make. C- consumer stuff anymore? Do they?
1: Mm, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, S- I mean, I, I guess
0: they're kind of like IBM in a way, like because yeah. IBM used to make computers and and laptops and whatnot, mm. and then they uh, they sold you know uh, their ThinkPads to uh, Lenovo, right? And uh, now they pretty much just do like servers and that kind of thing for for businesses. <laughs> but I guess Fujitsu is a similar trajectory mm. because i i can't remember the last time i saw like down at the electronics store like something made by fujitsu like i don't think they really do consumer stuff mm. anymore but in any case so fujitsu made their computer systems over at the tokyo stock exchange and I one of them failed and as you would expect there's like a a backup system that it's supposed to switch over to But it did not switch over and the whole stock market was shut down for a day.
1: Yep. And of course, this was big news around the globe.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, not really. It was big news in Japan, but then. It was uh, huge
1: news here, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I I was expecting to read about it in in Western outlets, but
1: it was Mm. just, it was kind of funny because no one seemed to give a shit. Yeah. They had like the president of. Fujitsu was on TV, wasn't he, apologizing and mm-hmm. bowing. Yeah, bowing and all the camera flashes, as mm-hmm. they like to do. Yes, sir.
0: But yeah, because if like if the New York Stock Exchange was shut down for a day, I mean there would be panic in the streets. Yes, sir. Can you imagine? Yeah, but yeah, no one no
1: one really cares about Tokyo. No, sir. So but I the- bet the Fujitsu did get a real dressing down by the <laughs> the guys over at the stock exchange, I'm sure oh, they were. Yeah. Because
0: imagine how much money was lost. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. Oof. I'd hate to be them. Yes, sir. Yeah. So there was that. And then uh, another one I had was uh, our our homeboy Suga. New prime yep. minister. He um One of his big agenda items for his administration is getting rid of hanko
1: stamps. Yes. uh, In general. For listeners not familiar with hanko stamps, it's like a instead of a signature, most people in Japan use a little stamp that has your surname, usually kind of the characters for your surname on the stamp, and you stamp that on documents and things. Yeah. It's a physical object, isn't it? Which is why it causes some difficulties because you yeah. need to actually be there to sign documents or right. to have and, your stamp. Yeah. And the thing is you can't just like, you have to like, I
0: don't I guess when you come of a certain age, I guess when you're, when you become an adult, you, uh, you go down to city hall and you, you have to register like your official, uh, stamp. Yes, sir. So you can't just use any old stamp that has your name on it. No. It has to be like that particular one. So like, you know, if you're out shopping and you're like, ah eh, maybe um maybe I'll maybe I'll switch cell phone providers. And but if you're you left your Honko at home, then uh you gotta come back. So it's just a yep. huge pain in the ass for everyone. Um Yes. And yeah, Suga is um he's listening to the people. And he's yes, trying to sir. get rid he's trying to get rid of this whole uh, yeah, archaic system. Um mm. and I think that's part of his broader push to make things more more digital. Because yeah. Uh, Japan's also notorious for just having a mountain of paperwork to, to accomplish anything.
1: And faxes as well. Yeah,
0: faxes. Yeah. It's it's a very um analog society so he's uh, he's trying to do something about that
1: and best of luck to him because I would certainly appreciate that yes sir one of the issues is nowadays with contracts and things in the west you can get digital uh, signatures Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for Hanko for Japanese stamps I have actually seen it but it's not widespread at all is it the these kind of um, digital, digital stamps. Yeah.
0: And a big problem too is like with this whole COVID thing, you know, people trying to stay home more. But since there's no digital alternative for the majority of you know these things that require paperwork, you have to physically go down there, wherever that may be, with your stamp and then stamp the document and then go home. Yes sir. Yeah, which is just it's just bad. Like no one no one wins aside from the people that manufacture the the stamps.
1: Yeah, it's strange as well, isn't it? Because on the one hand, like you might think it's secure having this little like just an actual physical little stamp. But right. whereas compared with a signature anyone can basically write it if they know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. and i know there are experts who can tell forged signatures but yeah y- you know the majority of the time i think it's difficult for ordinary people to tell the difference between a forged signature and the actual thing mm. and um you know whereas with a japanese stamp you need to have the actual physical object so in theory it should be more difficult to falsely stamp something but in actual fact it's kind of that's not always the case is it because you know for example on the business side like Superiors, bosses, will leave their hand or their stamp with their subordinates, who will use it for them and stamp yeah, things yeah, for them. Yeah. And then on the personal side, there's all kinds of tales of, you know, for example, spouses who want a divorce when their their partner doesn't want a divorce, all and right. they will mm-hmm. take the partner's stamp down to city hall <laughs> and stamp the documents for them.
0: Yeah, and that's also also. Le- leads into just just quickly here because we're uh we're rambling now but uh yeah yeah in in like the way the Japanese law works is like the, the general the overarching theme with Japanese law is like intent doesn't really matter too much like if the document is stamped with your stamp then you're you're basically like you're you're screwed i mean that's Whereas, yeah. whereas in the West, it's it's more it's like yeah okay this document has a signature on it, but you know did this person really sign it? You know, there's always the the intent behind something hmm. is is I think carries more weight. Yeah, in the West, whereas over here, yeah, like if if your spouse uh, stamped your divorce papers with your stamp, then like you really there's not much you can do. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, well, it's your stamp, so sorry. That's what they'll tell you, basically. Yes, sir. But, but in any case, yeah, so no more stamps. Hopefully this goes quickly and smoothly. He, yeah. Because he's saying he's going to try to get, you know, some some measures passed this coming spring.
1: Oh, that soon?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He's trying to fast track it, so more power mm. to him. I mean it is very ingrained in Japanese culture, isn't it? So it is, it is. But now's as good a time as
1: any. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So shall we quickly just quickly mention the coronavirus numbers? Yeah, quickly, yeah. Not too much interesting news about coronavirus. More of the same, right? More of the same. There were five hundred and eleven new cases in the twenty four hours leading up to the seventh of October which brought the total to 87,260 cases. And there were five deaths, bringing the total number of deaths to 1,616 deaths. Okay. Scarily enough, the Ministry of Health, Labour and Welfare announced that between the sixth and the seventh, so over these two days, they found six people infected. Uh, who were arriving at Haneda and Narita airports? I'm not actually sure whether they're included in the numbers that I just mentioned. Mm. I'm assuming not, but these people had arrived from Singapore, the U.S., and Mexico, and none of them had symptoms, which I thought was just a little bit worrying because you know if they're finding if they're still finding lots of people kind of uh, traveling with no symptoms. It might yeah. make the government more hesitant to sort of fully open the borders again. Yeah, yeah. The other interesting sort of coronavirus-related story was that the go-to-eat campaign has started amid confusion. We mentioned either last week or the week before that we weren't quite sure what was happening with that. But yeah, it has kind of officially started. There are two ways to use it. One way is that you can buy these kind of premium tickets where you get 25% extra. So say if you buy a 10,000 yen premium ticket, which will, uh, you know, it costs you 10,000 yen, about $100. The value of that ticket to use in restaurants is, uh, you know, 12,500. Okay. About $125. Okay. So you will get your 25% premium rate. But the other way to use it which has been the subject of a lot of controversy in the news is you can also get bonuses for booking restaurants online so if you book lunch at a restaurant online you get 500 points about five dollars uh sort of return in points that you can use the next time you mm. go if you book dinner you get 1000 yen points and people online figured out that you could buy you know, one thousand yen, ten dollars, doesn't sound like much, but there are plenty of places to eat in Tokyo for less than ten thousand yen uh, less than one thousand yen, sorry. Yeah. So people figured out that you could go, for example, to the uh Yakitori, the uh, chicken skewer chain, Torikizoku, which yeah. for some reason came up a lot on, on Twitter, but it could be any sort <laughs> of cheap eatery. Get, well, I think they're just, they, they symbolize cheap eats, I think. <laughs> yes, uh, get a single uh, little plate of skewers for, you know, $3, 300 yen, and get your 1,000 points back, making yourself a tiny little, you know, 700 or so uh, yen worth of three, three points. Hey, can you just keep doing that over and over? I think so. Is there no limit? I don't think so. As far as I know, I didn't see any limits mentioned in articles. They were calling this on Twitter, the Toriki, which is short for the name of that chain restaurant I mentioned, Torikizoku. The Toriki Alchemy. Yeah, alchemy, yeah. Yeah, Renkinjutsu, they call it in Japanese. So it's kind of a bit magical, it seems. Yeah, it's free money. Free money. Can't say no to that. No, sir. And as I mentioned before we started recording, they did have a a kind of you know, meeting of opposition politicians to see what was going on and to question some officials from the uh, Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, which was responsible for this campaign. Mm-hmm. And the official noted the problem, but said that he could not say whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. His uh, reasoning being that so it's a good thing. <laughs> well, he said <laughs> that even if someone obtains, you know, one thousand yen, kind of fraudulently, I suppose you might say. Or, well, I don't know if it counts as fraud, but
0: well, I don't know. You're, method, you're playing
1: by their rules, man. You're playing by their rules. That's very true. That in the end, that would end up being spent at another, you know, restaurant or something. So for that reason, it was difficult to say decisively that it's bad. I don't really understand that logic, but okay. <laughs> well, the points can only be spent at restaurants, so you know, eventually it's just oh, okay, okay, channeling okay. money to restaurants. But of course, you know, this is taxpayers' money that's being used to fund this campaign, so right, we would right. Hope that it would <laughs> that they would figure out a way to <laughs> close these loopholes.
0: Yeah. That, well. Sadly, I'm not surprised.
1: <laughs>
0: no. you know, like I, it almost kind of makes sense. It's like, yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, fairly typical, isn't it, for the sort of coronavirus measures? Sadly, here, despite the fact that the numbers have been very good compared with other countries, we've seen a lot of mess, you know, with the uh, on masks, with the go-to travel campaign, and now with the go-to eat campaign. It's you know. It doesn't a lot of the initiatives don't seem to have been very well thought out. But I suppose that's what happens when you're serving the vested interests. I guess so. Yes, sir. Alright. Shall we move on
0: to our main stories? Alright, so I guess um we'll segue into another COVID related uh news item. Yep. Um but so, ANA, which is one of the two major airlines in Japan, has announced that they are going to cut pay for everyone, everyone that works at the company. So, pilots, maintenance people, cabin attendants, the people, the people working in the office, everyone's going to get a pay cut of 30%. Wow. Which is crazy. That is crazy. What about the officers as well? Yeah. Uh the officers I think that they're actually gonna take more than thirty percent, it seems. Well, that's good. So the executives are, you know, trying to do their part as best they can. Hmm. Um but you know, they were already making
1: boatloads anyway, I'm sure, so it won't <laughs> affect them as much. True, and I bet it probably doesn't affect stock compensation and things like that. Right, right, yeah. Monthly mm-hmm. compensation, but Yeah. But in any case, um
0: and you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, but um, you know, airline workers across the globe are really getting hammered because of this uh this COVID thing. And you know, thirty percent pay cut that's that's bad. But in the US there's people are just getting straight up laid off so I mean at least they still have jobs I guess but even so I mean cuz you got to imagine a lot of these people have they have mortgages they got car payments they got they got to pay for their kids school and you know they they make all their plans based on their income level and yep. um You know, especially in Japan, uh, with the way employment works over here, is like your income never goes down. Like it might stay the same, and you know it might not go up too much sometimes, but every year it goes up, or or you know stays the same at the very at the very least. It never goes down. So you know when people make these long term plans, like mortgages, you know that are that can be thirty some odd years or um, you know kids they go to school for 20 years or so or whatever the case may be when they make these long term plans they plan accordingly that their their income will you know stay the same or grow and now yeah they're getting slashed by 30%. I mean that's 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 almost half.
1: Yes sir. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of those people will have been you know their First, sort of, you know, sixty or seventy percent will have gone to taxes and fixed expenses, like you said, mm-hmm. their mortgage. So they were probably relying on that thirty percent to, you know, for their disposable income to buy food and things and to any other expenses that come up during the month.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, these they're they're going to be in a tough spot, man. That's you got to feel for them. Yes, yeah, sir. It's, it's harsh, isn't it? Yeah but then then you know like like I was saying well, at least they still have jobs so i mean there's that
1: that's true certainly yeah.
0: but regardless yeah it's that's, that's a tough that's a tough situation
1: that's a tough situation isn't it i mean i suppose as you said i guess there's not much the company can do just because of the difficult situation with coronavirus and you know airlines have been of course some of the hardest hit companies
0: but mhm yeah yeah
1: you know that's not going to make it any easier for the employees. I wonder if the government will step in to do something about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it feels like they, they, they could. They, sh- they maybe they should. I, I don't know. Mm. What about Jal? Has there been any news from them? Are they looking at this and thinking, well, you know, maybe we'll have to do the same? Or um, I haven't seen anything in the
0: news. I might have just missed it, but. I don't know, it's, it's it's funny the way those those two airlines operate Japan Airlines and All Nippon Airways they uh if if one airline does something then the other one usually does it
1: Yeah. I mean it's yeah. pretty
0: much a de facto duopoly. Mm-hmm. And they always seem to mirror each other's moves. So, yeah, now that ANA's done that, we might see uh Japan Airlines do the same thing. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that. just uh, on a related note, um, Air Asia, mm. which um, they're they're a pretty big airline, mo- mostly in Southeast Asia. Yep, I think they're headquartered in Malaysia. I think, but um, yeah, they had a Japanese. I don't know if it was a subsidiary, but it was it was pretty much you know Air Asia Japan was a uh, was a thing, but they announced that they are pulling out of the market. Mm. Um so no more Air Asia in Japan which is unfortunate because
1: I, I flew on them a few times. Yeah, I did too. I mean not yeah. in Japan but Yeah. I mean it's a shame to see a, a budget airline go isn't it because it's always good for consumers. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I, I enjoyed their uh
0: and they had cheap flights to I mean because they also did international routes too from Japan to to and from uh Southeast Asia. So yeah, it was a cheap way to kind of get away to the sunny beaches in Bali for the weekend. Yep. But you know, not anymore. That, yeah, not anymore. No. Nope. Sad you know, day. Sir. Yes, sir. Oh well. Yeah.
1: But hopefully. I guess that uh, that that wraps
0: up that story.
1: Yep. Hopefully, I mean the workers are getting getting on okay. It's gonna be tough and hopefully, you know, the We get coronavirus under control, and get get travel resumes.
0: And yeah, get get that thirty percent back next year. Hopefully, our our hearts go out to them.
1: Yes, sir. Oh well. Right. Shall we move on to our next main story? Okay. So the story itself is kind of a little bit short and sweet. This week there were. Five at least five members of a soccer club, a football club at um Kindai University in Osaka Prefecture, which mm. I didn't actually realize, but it's a very large university. There are 33,000 students there, apparently. Wow, that's big. big, right? Yeah, but at least five of those students who are all members of the soccer club have were discovered to have used. Maruana oh no, <laughs> oh no! After one student talked about it with a coach, and before we go any further, Kenzo, we have to warn our listeners that we do not condone uh cannabis use, especially in Japan, well, not in Japan, like do it where it's legal. That's my advice. <laughs> no, no, we don't condone it at all, and the reason <laughs> we, <laughs> the reason we have to oh, yeah. say this is because. You can, in theory, be arrested even for just encouraging Oh, what's called illicit conduct. So basically, you know, the abuse of illegal drugs. Well, well I, I'm not encouraging people to smoke weed. I'm just saying, if you're going to smoke
0: weed, do it where it's legal. That's all I'm saying. Hand, hands off. You know, you do you, 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 you.
1: That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's good. You know, in September, a 32-year-old man in Kanagawa and a 37-year-old woman in Tokyo were arrested. Apparently, this was because they posted messages online. It sounded like it was on Twitter from the way the article was written. Yeah. Saying things like, smoking for the first time in a while rocks and weed sure is the best. And... I'm guessing this was these were private accounts or something because in the article it said they were viewable to around 80 people. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they posted about 800 of these pro weed messages, and so they were arrested as a result. Like, what's what's the grounds for arrest there? For encouraging
0: illicit conduct. Like, were they were they like encouraging it though, or were they just saying you know what I mean? Like, because it's one thing (laughs) to say, "Hey, I'm smoking weed." And then it's another thing to say, you should smoke weed. You know what I mean?
1: Well, my theory about this story is that the fact that there were so many messages, 800 or mm. so. And it is, to be fair, it is very rare for people to be arrested for encouraging this kind of contact. Not actually smoking it, but just encouraging it. Yeah. So, And there are a small number, despite the social stigma against it, there are a small number of kind of pro-weed uh, activists in Japan. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, people that are, you know, like the the pro legalization people. Exactly. Yeah. So I think probably this was somehow their way of enticing sales, perhaps. It was a kind of solicitation. Oh, okay, for, okay. They were trying to sell people weed by posting these kind of messages, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but in the laws, it says. Uh, A person who publicly agitates or incites committing a drug crime or abuse of a regulated drug is subject to imprisonment of up to three years or a fine of up to 500,000 yen. Oh, no. Oh, no. And you can get up to five years for possession. So up to three years for instigating use, up to five years for Mm -hmm. possession, transfer or conveyance of marijuana, and up to seven years for import, export or cultivation.
0: Well, so possession Mm. is on the same level as like
1: being a dealer. Uh, sorry, possession is five years, and being a dealer, like import, export, or cultivation. Well, yeah, like or
0: if you're not mm. importing and exporting, but let's let's just say like you're my like you do the importing, yeah, right, and then I do the like I'm out on the street hustling, yep, then and then I then I sell it to you know some guy. Right, so that so the guy has possession, right? And I'm the I'm the guy that sold it, but it's the same for us, yeah, five, right? Five
1: five years transferable. That is crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Possession is on the same level as being like a dealer.
1: Yes, sir. I hope my understanding there is correct. I hope we haven't got any Japanese lawyers who will call us up and and force us to admit our errors. But that's my understanding, yes. Wow. And also as well, unlike in some countries, this also includes the possession or provision of cannabis seeds for this purpose. Well, I mean, okay.
0: Hmm,
1: it, may, it makes sense. Yes, sir. So just to go back to the main story about this soccer club. Mm-hmm. So one of the students talked to one of the coaches about it. And... The following day, they held a kind of club meeting with the 58 members of the soccer club when it was, and at this meeting, that was when it was discovered that at least five of the students had, had used it. They admitted to it. Apparently, one said he was bored because of the coronavirus. <laughs> and you're bored, you're going to smoke some weed. That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> the yeah, college that? that's what they do. <laughs> exactly Right. And one student, I'm not sure if it was the same student, but one student bought cannabis, apparently, for between 7,000 and 8,000 yen per gram. Quite expensive compared to the West, but of course, this is Japan where it's highly illegal. Yeah, yeah. From a dealer he contacted on Twitter. He used it five or six times at his home between last December and May. Three others used it at the same student's home around the same time. and. One other club member apparently bought cannabis from a person he met at a nightclub in Osaka and used it on the street. On the street. And as a responsible sort of educational body, the university had suspended all activities of the soccer club indefinitely. And it will also set up a team to investigate all 33,000 students in the university. Jesus. Jesus, they are not taking any half measures. Wow. And apparently the five students have not yet been arrested, but they will be penalized by the university after its investigation ends. So they are not getting away with this. Most likely they will be expelled, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. somewhat harsh for a little joint, some listeners in the West might think, but that is the kind of general... Uh, uh, attitude in japan yeah unfortunately so i just wanted to kind of you know quickly introduce like some of the general attitudes towards weed and drugs in japan because some listeners in the west might not be familiar with it
0: yeah it, but just it to- is you know as a person coming from the u.s it, it, it is jarring how <laughs> the portrayal of marijuana over
1: here like is it's crazy. It is. I mean, one notable example. This isn't actually marijuana. This is cocaine. But, but I did think it was notable for the kind of severity with which it was cracked down. But Pierre Taki, an actor who made played the voice of Olaf in the Disney Frozen films, yeah. was found to have cocaine uh, last year, was arrested for possession of cocaine. And they changed his voice in all the movies. Mm-hmm. Yep which was quite astonishing i thought
0: yeah and he was in a video game um one of the in, in the west it's uh the yakuza series uh on on playstation and i think on xbox as well but yeah so they actually pulled all the copies of yakuza i think it was part 7 i believe but yeah they actually pulled all the copies from the shelves and they redid like the character model to a different person because the, the character model, it was his voice and his likeness was in the game. Yeah. So they changed the voices and they changed the model to like a different, just a generic guy. And then they, yeah, they resold it. So astonishing, isn't it? In a crazy. game
1: that's making light of organized crime. Yeah, I know, right? He- heaven forbid one of the voice actors or character models used a little bit of cocaine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, going back to marijuana, so it's interesting because, you know, traditionally, hemp or marijuana has does have a kind of history in Japan. It's a kind of sacred plant in the Shinto religion, the kind of native Japanese religion of nature worship, I suppose, mm-hmm. you might say. You know, it's it's been used for, traditionally, it was used for rope, you know, fabric, paper, yeah, all kinds yeah. of things. But then after the, you know, when the US occupied Japan after World War II, they basically kind of made Japan sort of declare this totally illegal. And as a result, the hemp industry more or less died out. Mm -hmm. In order to grow hemp now, you need to have a special license from the government. And it's quite onerous to get because of the, the paperwork involved. But, you know, according to an article I read, there were just 37 hemp. Farmers in Japan in 2016. Wow. Yeah. So, but as a result of having had this uh, hemp industry in the past, it does grow in the wild. Hemp. You know, I'm not sure it's probably terrible to to smoke that kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> probably not very good weed, but it is weed. No, but yes, but it, so it does grow in the wild, especially in Hokkaido. But you mm. should not pick it if you are living in Japan and getting any ideas do not go and and pick that wild hemp. In 2014 two men were arrested for picking eight bags worth of wild hemp in Hokkaido apparently for their personal use. Oh so you have to be very careful. Um, so marijuana is kind of like the second most popular drug in Japan after Um, Amphetamines, basically speed, which Mm. is what you see referred to a lot in the media as stimulants, it's often referred to. In 2017, there were about 73%, three quarters of arrests were for stimulants. And Mm. then almost the remaining quarter was for cannabis with a small number for opium crimes and another small number for sort of drug-related violations of the narcotics and psychotropics control. Law. Also, cocaine isn't, a, like, a significant
0: proportion of...
1: Well, that might fall under stimulants, I suppose. Oh, okay, okay. I guess, maybe. Sorry, maybe that would be included in amphetamines as well. Uh, well, stimulants and, and under that, amphetamines. Right, also. right, yeah. That, that cocaine, sense. I guess. Yeah, I guess. But I did sort of... Um, look on some government ministries' uh, resources related to drug use and abuse. Okay. To see what they had to say. And they had an interesting booklet uh, about the issue of cannabis use in Japan. The Well, about drug abuse generally. The booklet mm. is, called, is called Drug Abuse Will Destroy You and Your Local Community. Oh, no. Oh no. And I picked out a few nice quotes from that for us to hear and as a warning to our listeners. How about this one? Just this once. Dot dot dot. Your reckless action would lead to endless suffering for you and the people you care about. Um Well
0: <laughs> I as, as far as uh, as weed is concerned, you know, I yeah. don't really like. I don't have a problem with it, you know, personally, <laughs> uh, and I don't really think it's uh, that extreme of a of a
1: drug. Yep, it says in the book if you develop a drug dependence, and this seems to be referring to. Cannabis as well in the context Mm -hmm. Symptoms such as anxiety And persecution complexes Will arise which could cause You to commit crimes Serious crimes like Murder and arson Due to hallucinations and delusions Yeah In order to commit drugs People calmly commit crimes Such as taking on Impossible debt Theft, fraud and prostitution. So if you see anyone calmly taking on impossible debt. (laughs) Calmly taking on. (laughs) It might be because they are under the influence of the devil's weed. Oh no. It also says, be careful of incorrect information about cannabis. Cannabis is safe and harmless. It's safer than tobacco and alcohol. Cannabis is legal around the world. Cannabis, marijuana, and hemp are different. And then it says it's all incorrect. Well, isn't that kind of isn't that incorrect? Like in it
0: (laughs) the statement itself? Because it is legal in like not everywhere, obviously, but in many places it's legal.
1: It's all incorrect, that's what the government's (laughs) saying. So it must be right. Uh yeah,
0: you yeah, we we've talked about this before on here, but the the thing that that I just can't get past in in Japan is yeah like, marijuana and like, cocaine and meth and like all of them are grouped together in the same bag. Yeah, and I think anyone in who's grown up in the West knows that certain drugs are a hell of a lot worse than others you know I mean there's a spectrum of of drugs and like and and like how addictive how addictive they are Uh, but in Japan they're just all bunched together as you know drugs like all drugs are bad and all drugs are gonna ruin your life and you know, many drugs are bad and many drugs will ruin your life, but I think to, you know, to paint them all with the same brush is, um, I mean, that's just like, that's just propaganda. You know, it's not educating. So I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like it.
1: Yeah. It does this the same booklet includes a letter apparently written by a twenty nine year old cannabis user, which I sent you a picture of. And Oh this one. We know that this person is damaged or has been damaged by their drug use because as it says in the booklet, if you look at this, it's written in simple Japanese and barely uses any kanji characters. Oh, So this, this fried his brain. It's Friday's brain, exactly, despite the fact that most young people nowadays, because they use their phones all the time to write, can barely write any kanji. But, yeah, in this case, obviously, the devil's weed has destroyed this poor cannabis user's brain. Mm -hmm. They Did you mention the sort of propaganda? So, Wakayama uh, Prefecture in sort of West Japan recently... Uh, released an online manga that sort of unusually in Japan, because there is a a large amount of social stigma connected with using drugs. And even as you you said, that includes cannabis sort of viewed on more or less the same level as, you know, meth or other more destructive drugs. But Mm -hmm. unusually, this online manga did become the subject of ridicule, even among Japanese Twitter users because of the sort of over-the-top, Uh, portrayal of the harmful effects of (laughs) marijuana. Oh, really? Just to give you a kind of rundown of what happens in it. This was in September they released this, so recent. You know, this isn't like in the 1990s or something. Mm -hmm. A middle schooler, Rin, tries marijuana, basically, after being urged to by her friends. She says as she tries it, well, I've heard it's not very addictive. Once will be okay. And sadly, that starts her downward spiral. She ends up losing all her appetite from smoking weed, which is unusual. Which makes
0: no sense at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: if anything, it makes you get the
1: munchies. (laughs) But she becomes like a drawn out kind of gaunt drug user, and her mother comments how she's not eating these days. She steals money from her family, and then her and her friends decide to. Uh, smoke some weed at school in preparation for a test. <laughs> oh, she wants to loosen up before the test. Well, I think it seems like <laughs> the idea was, it, I think that maybe the creators of the manga were getting it confused with, with you know, speed or some kind of study drug. Oh, like it helps you focus? Yeah. Yeah, oh, because yeah that's just, <laughs> like I don't even know where to begin. They talked that. about, Her and her friends—they talked about how they're all gonna get full marks on the test, so they smoked an extra big joint. Well, maybe it was laced with like,
0: (laughs) with coke or something.
1: Yeah, maybe. Who knows, eh? But sadly, it all goes wrong because after smoking this extra big joint, one of her friends (laughs) overdoses during the and has to be taken away to the to the school nurse during the exam. Oh no overdosing on cannabis of course (laughs) that famous danger of using cannabis oh yeah (laughs) and the police come and visit Rin's house as a result and this is when it really goes crazy as if it wasn't crazy enough so the police visit her house after this because you know they've tracked down her her friends and they find her in her room smoking a joint (laughs) (laughs) And then, then, so this girl is like a middle schooler, right? So like age 12 to 15, I guess, probably. Uh Her father punches her in the face (laughs) What? and says, can you not tell right and wrong? You know, he's so annoyed. That escalated quickly. Yeah, but then, well, obviously the police don't care about what the father's done. The fact that he hit this (laughs) middle school girl. In front of them, they yeah. take the middle schooler away in handcuffs. Oh then, God! So then, no more is heard about the father. Oh, except that he he suffers a bit because you know people online find out about the, her drug use, so they the family is kind of discriminated against. But he's there's no he doesn't have any punishment for striking no, his like he doesn't daughter. get booked or anything. No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> uh, that's okay. But, Sadly, because of all this, her mother ends up in hospital because of emotional instability. Oh. Because her daughter was, you know, obviously caught smoking weed and ends up not even being able to hold a proper conversation. Oh, no. And the manga ends, sadly, with with her thinking about how it's totally destroyed her life before she... Goes online and buys another bit of marijuana, oh, showing boy. how she's in the grip of the devil's weed. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. If if this manga was
0: like if you replaced it with meth,
1: then it w- it would kind of make sense, right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, it would be more understandable with yeah. meth,
0: I suppose. And and yeah, I mean, that that goes back to what we were talking about, where it's, like weed is treated in the same way, and there's this, and yeah, like the people who wrote it, I mean, I think you you mentioned this when you were talking about it, but they probably don't even know the difference between these
1: different drugs. It seemed like it from this story, you know. Yeah. Wow, so that's uh,
0: uh yeah i I think I think that that uh, art deserves the
1: translation <laughs> yes. yes sir an example of the latest comedy coming out of Japan yeah that that's hilarious yeah
0: well um so in in
1: conclusion don't smoke weed in Japan so no bad sir. idea and Again, we do not condone cannabis use. No, don't arrest us. National police agency <laughs> yeah, the secret police <laughs> yes sir. all right, well, okay, shall we wrap it up there
0: perhaps yeah been uh, right about an hour, so we'll uh think we'll call it for this week. uh thanks for sticking around, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our banter and uh oh we had a suggestion from a twitter user um that would like us to post some some trailer type stuff uh beforehand so you know you could so you guys can tell um what the topics are gonna be for upcoming episodes so what we're gonna try is to so we typically record during the middle of the week and we upload the episodes at the end of the week Uh, so after our recordings uh, while we're doing the edits we'll just send out a quick tweet saying hey here's what we're going to be talking about this week look forward to the episode so that way you guys will know ahead of time um, you know what we're gonna be talking about and if you know if it's one of those weeks where you're kind of pressed for time and maybe the topics aren't too interesting for you then you can skip it or conversely if it seems real interesting then you can uh, be sure to check it out so we're gonna try that starting this week yes sir so if you would like to uh, see those updates uh, follow us on our Twitter which is the username is real Japan guys and we also have an Instagram where we periodically upload various photos of life in Japan and that is also the username is real Japan guys We have a website at thereal.jp and we also have an email address where you can email us at mail at thereal.jp and you can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And with uh, that being said, we will see everyone again next week. Goodbye, listeners. Bye-bye.